Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number thirty-six. My name is Andy Buscemi, and I am joined by Neil Urban. <laughs> the mythical. Neil. Wait, what was it? Was it you should just say uh, the mythical legend, not so mythical uh, urban legend? Uh, yeah, or... the, the mythical legend himself, <laughs> Mr. Neil Urban. Yes, here I am. How are you, Andy? I'm doing very good, thanks, man. We're doing. Uh, this it's is good a to really be back. Like... It's good to be back. It feels yeah. like we haven't been here in a while. Uh, I, and the last time I saw that our recording was on May 3rd. Um, so it's it's great to be back. And I apologize to our listeners that we uh, we took a little little time away from recording. Uh, we were just a little bit too busy at, at that time. So I apologize for that. And thank you for uh, being so understanding, too, uh, because we didn't receive any hate mail. Um, it's... It was, it was uh, nice. We did get we did get one. I got like one. Oh no! Did we? Couple, did we really? Yeah, yeah, but it was just it was just wondering like, hey, where are you guys? It was just like that. Okay, kind of it's thing. good because they sent it to you and not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually, uh, let, me, let me remind our listeners: all hate mail gets directed to Neil Urban. Uh, that's at Neil Urban at um, you know on Twitter or <laughs> yeah. wherever you want to wherever you want yeah, it, it, it to. Yeah, it does. So thank you, listeners, for not sending me any uh, any any, <laughs> any complaints. Send it to Andy uh, Andy Buscemi, uh at. <laughs> at that handle so uh, it's good to be back um how you been uh i've been pretty good but uh but things have been a little little crazy the past few weeks um i've been uh shooting it's, a lot it's just opposite for me um I, I took a little bit of time off uh from work just be, um if if you're if you're to remember a year ago we recorded and i said you know what right before our uh um our wedding season hits we take a little bit of time off, relax, enjoy ourselves, enjoy the calm before the storm, mm-hmm. and that's what we did. So uh, obviously, I, I feel a little bit more. I probably sound a lot more relaxed than our past episode. <laughs> uh, but for you, Andy, I know it's completely opposite because we were uh, text messaging um, last week or two weeks ago, and it seemed like you were very hectic. And uh, before I cut you off right there, you're you're <laughs> ready to tell us about of everything that was going on. So please do tell. <laughs> Yeah, so um, you know, listeners know that uh, I think I mentioned on one of the recent episodes, I'm, I, I got hired to photograph the the Lilac Festival in Rochester, which is just like a crazy festival with lots of bands at night and lots of purple and flowers and all sorts of stuff. Allergies, going on. lots of allergies. <laughs> yeah, lots. lots yeah, of lots sneezing. of allergies. <laughs> Absolutely, sneezing all that because except for you know the days where it's uh, not the best weather, and we had a few of those, and it was just you know, pretty miserable, like going around trying to, trying to work off a shot list. Cause you know, my priority was shooting for the Lilac Festival. So it wasn't just as much as I wanted to just always sit back and ha- hang out and shoot the bands in the kind of the way that I would normally want to shoot the bands myself. I had to think mm-hmm. from the perspective of the Lilac Festival and how are they going to use these images? And, you know, they want to show like large crowds enjoying themselves and people and family. So, um, so I had to think from the perspective of, you know, who I was actually hired by and who I was actually working for throughout, throughout the 10 days that I was, that I was working. And tell us about um, that. Who, like who hired you? Uh, was it uh, like, uh, the actual festival itself or was it like through a like a magazine ad? Yeah, no, it was the it was actually the 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 production group that puts on the festival. Um, so the people that it was by the festival itself essentially. Um, 
and and yeah yeah and so you know i you know the way that i worked it out is i had a, an assistant a digital tech with me if, or like four days of the week and actually oh actually you know who it was our listeners even know uh scott sutherland who was on a oh, previous yeah, episode scott. yeah um, talented photographer yeah extremely uh, talented um something in in color right uh yeah think in color i think was the color, episode yes. that, mm-hmm. that he was on um but uh, <laughs> I got something in color. About that. <laughs> yeah, something in color. Uh, but yeah, so Scott was working me, working that gig with me, and uh, and it was uh, it was very different, and it was actually very cool to shoot that with him in particular because him and I have done a lot of weddings together. But he's actually, I don't even know if you know this, but he's moving and he's kind of like selling all his stuff and going across the country, and this was kind of like our last hurrah together, working a oh, gig that's together. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of cool to do that on something a little bit different outside of a wedding. So now, um, how how was it um, as far as like stress wise and everything? Did you guys have the stress of of it like it felt like a wedding, or did you have like so, creative like creative reins that you guys can just like do whatever that, the heck you want? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and you know, it's it's funny that you asked that, especially about the stress, because you asked me. I think you were saying, "Hey, can we record the following week?" Which would have been last week. And I, mm-hmm. and my response to you was, uh, "Well, you know how like when you shoot one dead one wedding and then you go into the next one and you mm-hmm. have like a double wedding or a triple wedding, it was kind of like that, except shooting a wedding ten days in a row, <laughs> you know, because it was like ten hour days of insanity." Yeah. And I'm maybe I'm exaggerating that a little bit, just you know, to have fun with it, but. But it, maybe it wasn't as stressful as a wedding because, you know... Well, I'm very, sure physically it was. I'm sure physically because you probably had a lot of ground to cover and everything. Yeah. And, fit, you, and you had to be on your game at all different aspects of the whole event. Yeah. Um, but so physically, yeah, do tell us. Yeah, totally. So physically, yes. Like, it's just as demanding as, like, a wedding because you're running around. And plus, you know, like, this, this festival is huge. So there's, like, different parts of it. They had art an art area and one where they wanted photographs of art vendors um, and you know, the, the, the stage was on another part and they had a the special events tent, which was somewhere else. So I'm like running all across the festival with my gear. Um, and so it was visi- very physically demanding, but not as, you know, demanding as the nice thing about, about this was, you know, I'm dealing with the same clients essentially for 10 days in a row. So you kind of get to hang out with people and get to know people. You know, I was working mm-hmm. with the social media person, um, and you get to know people a little bit uh, throughout the event and build relationships and networking. You know, and it's all about that kind of stuff. And even with with the bands, um, you know, I built a couple of relationships with, with some of the bands, and I got a couple really nice photographs. And I'm looking forward to pushing out, but I kind of need to mm-hmm. hold off on doing that until the Lilac Festival uses them the way that they want to. Um, right. And because then... they're the they're the original client. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and that's and that depends on how you work out your contract. And I definitely always maintain the ability to use my own work, um, but at the same time, you know, they have initial usage of that work. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was something that was very different. I really absolutely enjoyed it, and you know, hopefully, I end up uh, continuing a relationship with that production company because they do other events around town as well. Um, and we'll see we'll see what happens from there. But I would definitely do it again. It was very. It was pretty much what I expected. Um, it's a lot, you know, event coverage. And But the other side of that, too, that I didn't mention is I definitely was in terms of, okay, so you asked me about how much creative freedom did I have versus mm-hmm. how much was I, you know, working off of a shot list, that kind of thing. And I think the answer is somewhere right in the middle because I definitely did have like a shot list of specific, you know, photographs that, that the 
you know, the client was looking to receive by the end. But at the same time, they were very, you know, very down to earth people, very easy to relax. And they, they appreciated, you know, one of the things when I had a few meetings with them prior to being hired was they appreciated, you know, my, my, my work and everything like that. And they wanted me to take a little creative freedom, you know, and that's one of the things we even talked about was, you know, once you go through that shot list, then, you know, feel free to kind of do your thing. Cause we like the, you know, your work obviously, or we wouldn't be hiring you, you know? So, so I would say it was somewhere like right down the middle, but it wasn't like, it wasn't because you know, that can be when you're working off of a shot list. It can be a kind of stressful, not so pleasant experience. But I wouldn't say that it was that. Um, there, it were, there was um, a little bit of that. When, sometimes when you're running around trying to get shots, but overall, um, that was it, you know I enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it, and and there were and it was good people that I was working with that you could have oh, nice conversations with, yeah. and that and that's what what makes the difference, I think. So. And nobody was pushy, saying like, "Hey, you get the shot now." Hey, you get that shot now. There wasn't any of that. It was there was, it was a you know respectful working relationship, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. So, well, the um, good thing about that is that it landed in the uh, the best time of year for you, almost. Oh, well, not the best time, uh, because right about now would be you know those random inquiries for weddings uh, is where you know if if this lands on almost the same date, you can expect to do the same thing year after year. Um, so yeah. when you know. So that 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 always helps. Yeah, it does. And very luckily, you know, they kind of booked me a little bit later. Um, and very luckily, I I had those. You know, I wasn't booked on on both of those weekends early in May. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes those early May weekends. You know, I had one booked for April thirtieth. You know, but I didn't. That early May was still available. So, and they only booked me a few months prior to the festival. So. Um, so very luckily I was available and, 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 you know, there's some background and history into it that I can't really get into, but, you know, yeah. hopefully that maybe I'll end up working this again in the future and we'll see, you know? So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was a nice fun gig and, um, but at the same time it was a ton of work, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, now that leads me to kind of like the question I've had all along because we, we are a podcast for wedding photographers by wedding photographers, but once in a while we will get, an inquiry like this. Now, how, how did you um, kind of contract this going from mm-hmm. a wedding? Because we're used to shooting one day and we're used to, you know, getting paid that certain amount for that one day. But yep. however, this event covered 10 days and, and it pretty much covered two probably potential weekends that you could have worked a wedding. Yep. Now, you don't have to tell us of how much you charged. But mm-hmm. how did you go about of charging for something like this? Great, yep, great question. I think that's like that's like the most important question, like for our <laughs> listeners, right? You know, so so the way that um, I initially approach this kind of stuff, and you have to, and also this is commercial work, and in commercial work, you have to think a little bit about usage and how the the client is going to end up mm-hmm. using images. And we've had that the, that discussion before, especially if you look listen back to the conversation with Jim Cavanaugh. Um, about copyright and image mm-hmm. use and everything along those lines. So, so I, you know, I have to be a little bit aware of that when I'm pricing out. So, but one of the things that that I that always come back to is, you know, we talk about the cost of doing business, and we've talked a little bit about that before. And how much is is it worth your time per day? Or even that that um, <laughs> that one question that we said, uh, what was the, what was the thought? Like if you had to stand in line, did we mention this on the podcast? Oh, before? we was definitely did. It's, it's we did? A, no, I, um, I don't know. Um, you know, if we didn't, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. So if we didn't mention this before listeners be thinking about this, if you had to stand in line, um, and you were going to get a free 
$100 gift card. It was free, totally. $100 mm-hmm. gift card free. How long would you stand in line for? And so if you ask that question, different people are going to have different answers. And for me, you know, my answer is, you know, I wouldn't, if it was more than like an hour and a half, I probably wouldn't do it. But if it was like less than an hour, maybe I would stand in that free, in that line for a free hundred dollar gift card. Maybe, maybe, you know, <laughs> but everybody has a different answer. So, if, so, so based on that alone, I know for a fact that I need, if I'm not making a hundred dollars an hour, then it's not worth my time. If I'm not even willing to wait in line, then you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I better at least be making that amount of money. So that's like, that's like the first thing in combination with knowing what your cost of doing business is. And, and to be honest, I've talked about on this podcast before, my goal is to essentially make, you know, like $65,000 a year. Um, and, but in order to after, do that, you need, Texas, to, you need right? to be billing you know like 90 95 or a hundred thousand dollars a year in order to make that because after uncle sam takes their money and after you pay all your taxes and do all your things uh you know that's where you that's where you end up going so so based on the weddings i've always said um you know 30 weddings a year if i'm making not charging but making three thousand dollars a year then i'm going to be hitting my goal um, mm-hmm. So, so for this, when I'm pricing for this kind of gig, I'm thinking, okay, if that's if that's what I'm thinking about for weddings, and I need to stay in business, and what is my cost of doing business per year? Um, you know, maybe it's a thousand dollars a day, something along that. Maybe it's a little bit more. Maybe it's a little bit less. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. But over ten days of work, of running around, just like it would be a wedding, um, I need to fall somewhere in there. Like, like if I'm less than that, then I'm not doing what I need to do. You, you know, in order to maintain mm-hmm. a successful business. So. So what I'll tell you is, is at least that much, you know, in order to stay in business. And, and then I built in for Scott, you know, Scott was also my digital tech. And so when I was in, but also Scott shoots, he's a very good shooter too. So when I was going around shooting and when um, you get I, talent, I'm sure they're not cheap either. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, when I'm going around, when I was going around shooting, I was shooting and then Scott was editing and some, and because Scott's such a good shooter and he's up for it, so a lot of time we just switched. So he would go out shooting and then I would be editing, um, because I wanted to be able to maintain, you know, 10 days of shooting by the time that gig is over, I'm not dealing with all those photos. So I, so I built that into the <laughs> quote right away because that's just insanity if I wasn't editing along the way. And yeah. plus their social media person wanted to use photos from the event in order to, advertise for their event as it was going along so we had to push photos out fairly quickly you know as as things were going along so mm-hmm. so that was built in as well but so i wouldn't say and, and to give you I'll, I'll be even more clear um so i didn't make as much as i would make on a wedding per day mm-hmm. all right but i made more than my cost of doing business per day y- you know what i mean so yeah, yeah so when you take that all up and add that all up i was somewhere in that ballpark and and that's that's okay with me and and with with the usage and plus it's 10 days of consistent work where do you get 10 days of consistent work working with the same people so i'm willing to come a little bit under my wedding price per day in mm-hmm. o- because it's over 10 days of work you know and and it's good money when it comes down to it you know so um, that's a, that's kind of a rough idea of how I think about pricing for that kind of gig. Um, good, good. Because I always see the comment from amateur photographers saying, Oh, well, you know what? I have that week off, so I'll just do it for like $250 just because <laughs> I'm not going to, just because I'm not doing anything, but I, I kind of want to put your, put it, put it out there that, you know, you should be charging a lot more just because, just because you have the week off doesn't mean you should be getting paid of what you're worth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, 
you wouldn't be in business. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be in business. And the other thing too is, mm-hmm. and, and actually I even had conversations after I got the gig with some different people and they said, you know, there were other photographers that interviewed for it. Um, but you know, when I go into these meetings, I'm just like, Hey, this, this is my price. This is my rate. And if people, um, you know, if you go for it, that's great. And if not, that's okay too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's literally okay. If I didn't get that gig for 10 days of shooting, I would have been fine. You know what I mean? Like both financially, personally, like, like everything, like I might've had a little time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that would have been great. So, but when you have that kind of attitude and, and the other photographer is like, looks like has like drool coming from their mouth, like hoping to get the gig, you know, somebody, you want to work with somebody and you probably don't want to work with somebody else, you know? So, so that, so that kind of plays into things too. Um, mm-hmm. if anybody's interested, I think that's, there's some truth to that. So, um, cool. <laughs> cool. anyway, and so yeah. when, when's your next wedding? Are you, are you just going from this and, and jumping right Dude, into it? It's, or? it's crazy time right now because I came. So I came off of ten days of that festival, and then I had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I had this. Um, I had a event that I had to do this past weekend, uh, and then this weekend I've got a, a bat mitzvah, my first bat mitzvah, okay. um, on Saturday. Because and I wasn't booked for that, so I took a bat mitzvah, <laughs> which is awesome, you know. And then the following Sunday, because it's Memorial Day weekend, I have a full day wedding on Sunday. So, so I'm going into two, two, two gigs this weekend. And, and then, but then on Monday, Memorial Day, I'm actually hanging out with a photographer friend. And I'm like, like in a, on a holiday, actually enjoy mm-hmm. the holiday on a holiday. And how often do us photographers get to enjoy a holiday on a holiday? Not often. I know. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> good, good. Now tell us a little bit about the Batman Mitzvahs because... As wedding photographers, we get a lot of inquiries about events like this. Now, I've never worked one. I've never shot, you know, I, I've always either been booked or they just never inquired uh, one for me. Um, but tell us, tell us a little bit about that because I'm sure there's going to be our listeners who are getting those and they might have one scheduled and mm-hmm. have never worked one before. Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, not only about, about working one of those, but about pricing as well. Can you, can you, because I'm kind of interested in myself because I'm mm-hmm. sure sooner or later I'm going to work one. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I kind of find it hard to believe that after 10 years, almost in business that I've yet to shoot one, but I'm, I'm just kind of interested and I'm sure yeah. uh, some of our listeners are as well. Tell us, tell us about the whole process if you can. Sure, absolutely. Um, and so this is something. This almost seems like you're I, the guest of this show because I'm the one that keeps answer, <laughs> asking you questions. So I'm sorry. Hey, I apologize about that. Hey, this no, that's is okay. Even in the show notes, but <laughs> but please do tell. Sure, no problem. And sometimes it's the opposite way, you know. So so it, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So the bat mitzvah thing. Um. I, I this was my first inquiry too, and and. Buffalo, I, I don't really think there's a huge Jewish community, you, you know, and I think that's yeah. part of the reason why there's not a lot of, um, you know, maybe you haven't gotten an inquiry up to this point about it, you know, and mm-hmm. I got, that was my first one too. And I think also that once uh, they go with somebody, they kind of keep using the same people, you know, so um, hold on a second. I'm going to decline this phone call so that I can <laughs> still think while I talk. And is it declining? It's declined. Okay. So, so as far as, as far as things go, um, in terms of like pricing and the event wise, the order of events and this kind of thing, I think the, it's kind of a lot like a wedding in a lot of ways, but it's also a lot like a party, you know, in a coming of age ritual for, you know, kids that age. So, but, but it's, 
but it has a lot of um, you know a lot of history to it. Um, so there's a ceremony in the morning, and on that mo- that morning ceremony, I'm actually not allowed to be at the morning ceremony, um, just culturally and the way that the way that that goes. And and some different synagogues, I guess, are different with with what they allow and what they don't. But at least for the one um, here in Buffalo, I'm not allowed um, during the actual ceremony itself. Uh, so what happens is is about about an hour prior to the ceremony, I'll go in and then we'll I'll work with just um, just the girl, um, and I'll work with her for just a little bit, do some uh, f- a couple family shots, and then we'll actually kind of stage a few different things where she'll be reading the Torah, and I'll take a few photos uh, with the rabbi as they're kind of reading the Torah uh, and that kind of thing. Now, um, just a little little time out is um, okay. So, is it a different name when it's a girl and a different name when it's a boy? Is like a boy like the yeah. <laughs> is it like the bar mitzvah? I mean, yes. I, I'm yes. sorry, it's, it's such a rookie question. But no, I'm not, I, I when I first got this inquiry, I looked it up myself. So that is okay. so yeah. So a bar mitzvah is for the boy, bat mitzvah is for the girl. But okay, it's just okay. a different coming of age ceremony, you know. For, okay, for both. sorry, sorry about the random question. But. No, that's okay. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are probably wondering the same thing. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, so that's happening in the morning, and then really, you know, as far for, by all okay, intents okay, and purposes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, another <laughs> okay, question. No, no, that's okay. That's right. <laughs> but is it just because it's the girl that you're not allowed to do photographs beforehand, or is it the same goes for the boys as well? I I believe that it's the same for the boys, but I okay. could be mistaken. I, I don't think that it's a gender thing, but I I could be mistaken for that. I really don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, Continue. Yeah. On. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, but as far as you know, like the rest of the day goes and everything, it's literally it's might as well can be considered like a wedding reception, but it's a wedding reception for kids where there's kids games and different things going on. And then they, you know, everybody, you know, they'll, they'll put them up on the chair and they'll do the chair dances and the circle dances and all that kind of stuff. It's literally, you know, when you look through the order of events, it's like a blessing, like instead of like cutting the cake, there's like a blessing of the bread, you know what I mean? And these kinds of things, but it's, it's literally might as well be at a wedding reception. So in terms of pricing, you know, the way I thought about it is what well, is okay. If I was going to price just for the wedding reception, what would I pr- charge for that? And then mm-hmm. I have this this you know pre ceremony events prior to. So I'm not as much as a wedding, you know, but I'm pretty darn mm-hmm. close when it comes down to it. Um, and just in terms of how I priced for that, you know. Okay. Um, but that's just that's just me, and 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 other people will have different ways, you know, of how they price it. But it's again, but and I'm, you, but yeah, but would you be close to industry standard? Because we don't want to undercut what the industry is. You know what I mean? Is is it? Would that be considered kind of close to it? I, I to be honest, I didn't even look up what the industry standard was <laughs> for this. Okay. So. So, you know, I'm just looking at sometimes I don't want to worry about what other people are doing or charging. I'm just looking at mm-hmm. what is my cost of biz- doing business in order to 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 take this event. I didn't have a wedding booked on that Saturday, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so what is my cost of business and then is it quite the level of work that I put in for a wedding and it's not because there's a lot there's a lot of downtime, you know, in between mm-hmm. that pre-morning ceremony and what's happening in the evening, but it still is a full day of work. So, I'm like I'm like close to like what a wedding okay. would be, but but not quite. And the other Good. thing too, the other thing too is um, it's still very big um, for to to get books for this kind of thing. So the mm-hmm. the um, you know the the parents want to do a book and yeah, that's my next question. Kind of if if yep. there's a product that uh, that you can deliver at the end at the yep. end of the day, yep. So so that's happening because too. I'm sure I'm sure Michaela uh, would like to know um, or 
she, oh, yeah. she's probably listening oh, yeah. to us oh, yeah. right and, now and saying, actually, I would, <laughs> I would show you, but Michaela would be happy to know that I'm that I'm printing things and I'm doing the right things in my new studio space and and uh, things are happening over here. So <laughs> good, good, and and, and that kind of leads into my my future question uh, into this whole episode is how's the new new studio space going for wow, you? Wow, this is you and, know, and gonna, it's I know, I know. It's like I'm the interviewer. This, this episode interview with Andy. That's <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, you've been a lot more busier than I have in the past couple of weeks. I've just been shooting the, the wedding here and there, so not much has been done on my end. But um, but no, you've you've been kind of busy of doing different things. So I'm kind of interested. So um, yeah. uh, so tell us about the studio space since uh, what's gone what's gone on in the past three weeks. I know you took like ten days off for this festival, but I do see uh, uh, you know it's something hanging in the background of it looks like a backdrop of some oh, sort. Oh yeah, that's so, a backdrop uh, over there. Yeah, um, yeah. So tell us. So, so the studio space I got May first, and then I promptly abandoned it for the Lilac Festival. And I think I left the heat on while I was gone, and that was cranking along, you know, because, you know, why not pay, put out, leave your heater on 67, 70 degrees while you're gone and pay for the heat? You know, it's just, just something that I like to do. And, um, then right, and right before we hit the record button, you, you had mentioned that it, does, yeah. it might not have air conditioning. Yeah, it's that Rochester weather, you know, so I left the heat on and I'm sure it was cranking because it was like cold. Like, you know, it was like, what was it, 40 degrees a number of days? And mm-hmm. then um, one of the things that I forgot to ask about when I got the studio space, I was very excited for the for the layout of it and the look. I for, I totally forgot to ask: uh, Is there air conditioning? And there's not air conditioning. There's some nice, beautiful fans over here. You know, the ceiling fans that look very modern and silver and very, very uh, you know chic and everything like that. But unfortunately, uh-huh. no AC. So that's and I and I'm on the third floor, so that can be a little bit of a problem. And we'll we'll see about that. But but other than that, like I'm just the the space is absolutely beautiful. It's everything I could ask for. And I'm just trying mm-hmm. to I I've ordered a lot of um, prints and framing and that kind of thing. And I'm I haven't I'm about to get all that stuff on the wall. But I have a few client meetings coming up um, that I need to be ready for that I am not ready for because <laughs> I'm not even set to work out of my home anymore and I'm not set mm-hmm. to meet here anymore. You know, because <laughs> so I I still have a lot of work to do on that, but. Um, next week, I'm hoping before my meetings, uh, I'm actually, wait a second. No, not next week. Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> do I have a meeting here on Thursday? Yeah, I do. Thursday. I got to have it good by Thursday. And then tomorrow, my so intern let's, comes in. let's hope it's not 90 degrees on Thursday then. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And, um, oh, and then, uh, tomorrow I, I have my intern, a new intern coming in, um, which is, uh, something like my my fifth intern, which I find absolutely ridiculous, considering this is really only like my sixth year of doing this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, you know, as a former teacher, I like working with 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 kids in college and all that, and um, and kind of you know I, I miss being a teacher. You know, a little bit of me misses being a teacher, so that's always kind of a cool thing to work with an intern. And she seems yeah. like she's really got her head on her shoulders and is really. Um, you know, going to be helpful to me. And, and I feel like that's an exchange, but I feel like I want to hold off talking about that because I think it would be nice to have her on the podcast, maybe uh, the next episode. Yeah. And I also so. do have uh, like a question just popped up in there. Um, I did have a question. Are you following of your past interns? Like what are they doing now? Kind of thing. And I, I think that could almost be like a future episode. Um, and you don't have to answer that right now. I, I just think that would be kind of cool to see, you know, what your interns are doing now kind of thing. Yeah, that's actually a good question. And some of them have gone on in photography. Some of them haven't. Um, 
but the, maybe we should just talk about that a little bit next episode. Uh, yeah, when definitely. We, when definitely. we have when we have her on, her name's Stephanie, um, and I think she'd actually probably be good on the podcast. So I'm just like totally volunteering her for this, whether she knows it or not. <laughs> uh, so I don't even know. Maybe you listen to this, Stephanie. I have no idea. But uh, you're on the next podcast. Uh, you know, that's part of your internship. So that's going to be happening. Uh, <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe we so, can yeah. get one of our uh, one of our assistants on the show too. Um, we have one of our assistants is uh, her name is Adele, and she's uh, from England, um, and she's got a really cool accent. So I'd love to, to love to get her on her sh- on the show. And she's very she's very young and she's very talented. So I'd love to get her on the show as well. So maybe we could uh, perfect uh, do a do a little uh, do a little episode like that. That, so, that would be um, perfect. But but back to the studio. Uh, since you're kind of have a clean slate here. Um, now, as for the prints that you're ordering, are you ordering prints like one of everything that you offer, or are you just ordering like one of like something that matches your style? Like, tell us a little bit something about that. Sure. Yeah. So, in the past, in my studio space before, and you know, you saw my studio space before, and I was sharing mm-hmm. space with with an amazing studio partner because we we got along really great. He was doing a lot of video work and. Uh, uh, graphic design and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, we each had our separate offices and a shared space. And the shared space wasn't very client-friendly in the sense that it was very... We had lighting equipment all over the place. And it just looked like a like a working studio rather than a nice environment you want clients to walk into. Mm-hmm. So now that I have my own space here that I'm probably paying too much money for on my own, <laughs> that, that, that I really need to find somebody else to share space with down the line. Um, but yeah, now that I... <laughs> I mean, for for our studio space, um, I mean, it was a little bit too much studio for us. So what we did, uh, we we um, for the first year, we got a videographer, um, and he brought in clients, and you know, we brought in clients for him, kind of thing. And so that was a cool, uh, cool, you know, partner to share space with. Uh, but once he left. Um, we brought in a wedding planner, and that's been working out really well for us as well. So, uh, but yeah, go on. Yeah, and actually, I, I don't. You don't even really know this, but I figured I kind of modeled the thought of this after you because before when I went in, went in for studio space, I had you know I had my partner studio partner picked out, and then I went into the space. Um, but this time, I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of go into my space and do it the way that I want it first, <laughs> if you know uh-huh. what I mean, and then bring somebody in. Um, and right. that way, and that way, I can at least have this like my area set up the way that I want to. And you know, if you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I kind of oh, was thinking, definitely. I was like, you know, that was probably a good idea the way Neil did it because he just did his own space first and then brought somebody in. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Because once once I figured out the space that I really didn't need, um, I kind of I kind of mapped it out as to where what kind of square footage it was, and then I gave them access to my meeting area because it's just a couch and nice chairs and everything. Yeah. Um, so I kind of threw that into the little bundle and I created a price and uh, so far it really worked re- really well for us so very nice yeah yep mm-hmm. very good so but yeah, yeah back, back to the back to the prints please do tell oh, sure yep yep so um, so before I was doing a lot of the you know I used to use smug mug and and this is you know falls right into line of the conversation we were having with Michaela and mm-hmm. you know and everything like that and so I used to use smug mug and just print directly from smug mug which went through bay photo and I was doing like their canvas wraps and metal prints and all that kind of thing just because 
honestly, because it was just easier for me to, to just not have to worry about it. And clients could buy direct, it gets shipped directly to their house. And then I don't have to worry about any of the print aspects. Um, and it was kind of just the easy way out for me to give, to have clients have access to it yet, not have to put it too much time and effort into, into thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, but now, um, my thought is, okay, I got to kind of like, I actually want to have like a style that I'd like to like to have on there, you know? So, so you asked me, um, am I doing, you know, am I doing like different things of what I offer or maybe I don't even know if you asked this, but I think you were implying this or is it more of like a consistent look throughout the studio of the, that's exactly what, yeah, yeah. So, so I am doing, I'm going for more of a consistent look throughout the studio. So, Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm doing and, and I actually, as a base, I'm just getting started with this, and then I'm going to do some bigger prints from there. But I mm-hmm. used to do everything big. I used to have all – everything was a 20 by 30 or bigger and just, like, thrown all over the room and whatever. But big doesn't necessarily mean better. You know, I, I've, I think I've come to realize, especially after doing that 16 by 20 print competition. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I kind of really – like, you know, for that competition, I had some prints made that, that were really just like, oh – so that's what a master printer does when they print and then frame and then mat the right way. You know, like when you mm-hmm. actually do it the right way. And that's what a beautiful print looks like when you do it the right way. So using that as kind of a model, um, I'm kind of doing, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of like uh, eight by tens matted with three inches on each end um, and frames that way. And I'm, I want to do, you know, like a row of 10 on one side of the studio um, that's consistent, you know, with that same mm-hmm. mat and frame throughout, like all horizontal, for example, you know, but, but yeah. I want to have that kind of consistency as you look throughout the studio. Um, and, but I still want to do some bigger ones too, cause there's some certain areas like when you were first walk in, then I'm definitely going to want like a, like even a 24 by 36 or something like that. Cause it just, the space of it says you should have a bigger photo here. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at in terms of my head, but I am actually, I do, and I like the. You know what? The framing and matting looks better. It looks better Doesn't than, it? than it these really gallery does. wraps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just looks better. It looks classier. You know, when, mm-hmm. when it comes right down to it, because because you can get those. You know, the gallery wraps. You can go to Walmart and get a fake gallery wrap that that you know looks like crap compared to even what like a bay photo would do <laughs> but at the same time you still basically have that and then but when you actually have like a you can tell when it's like a mat or a double mat that like looks beautiful like you can tell oh, it's like, yeah. wow man like that is really that's classy you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm trying to think from that perspective trying i don't know we'll see how well i succeed but that's my that, those are the goals uh in in, in phase actually this is my third studio so for, for phase three as i as i grow up a little bit you know good, so. good. well i mean yeah i mean you involve the uh the um the business evolves and your style evolves and so does your product at the end of the line so that's good good for you so uh neil uh listeners we have an assortment handpicked of information sorry i just needed to go into this um that's relevant directly to you but first just in case you lost your place this is wedding photographers unite a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast that sometimes comes out once every two weeks and sometimes once every three weeks depending on what kind of craziness is going on um the show goes live every other tuesday um and while we're at it please do leave us a review on itunes subscribe on itunes and help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. That's info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Neil, actually, because of the time, um, I'm going to skip this first uh, this first question. Although, uh, thank you, John, for following up with uh, just 
just uh, following up with the survey. Um, and thank you for listening in. And uh, we really do appreciate the, the follow through. Um, and uh, but I wanted to get to just actually a pick a quick pick of the show because actually I need to kind of wrap things up in like seven minutes here um, if that's okay. <laughs> if that's okay. <laughs> so and, yeah. we, and I had no idea that we were going to go on. I didn't know this was going to be the interview with Andy show because um, <laughs> I had these other that. topics about <laughs> these other. Well, topics well you know, here. it's been a while since you and I have talked. I mean, I don't, <laughs> sometimes we'll text each other and talk to each other in between episodes, but I mean, I haven't talked to you since May third. So this is almost like. Just a random conversation being recorded that you and I usually have. So yeah, see what that um, extra week yeah. does. See what that extra <laughs> yeah, week does. does. Yeah, I miss yeah. you, man. I miss you, brother. Miss you, buddy. Yeah. Um, so I just have. I don't know. Do you have? I don't know if you have a pick of the show, but I'm gonna do my pick of the show. And if you don't, maybe think about one. No, but um, I can. I can also. I can always add to your pick of the show because that's um, kind of going through that process right now as we speak. Uh, okay. Literally, once we uh, hit the record button uh, to end the show, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tackle this pick of the week that you have. So please continue on. Okay, so here's my here's my pick of the show, and it has to do with um, I was gonna do this a couple episodes ago when I was doing when I did that Florida trip, but because I, I w- as it was happening, I was like, you know, this would be an amazing. This I got to talk about this on the show because it's, it's huge. Um, so like when you travel and when you go somewhere for a shoot or whatever. Um, car renting. You know, when you rent a car, you got to rent a car. Got to rent a car. Cars cost money to rent. Um, one thing that I that I've picked up in doing this, and I actually figured it out when I was uh, cruising around Japan with my photographer friend. We were like, when we were going around Japan, we were literally on Expedia that night, like looking up hotels and cars on Expedia. And my tip is. Use Expedia for cars for car rental. Oh, we did this in Las Vegas when we uh, did when we yeah. And we no, did. And I'm Neil, sorry. actually, wait, hold on a second. What happened when we did this in Las Vegas? I, I won't even. T- I won't even tell the story. What 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 happened when we did this in Las Vegas? Um, I th- I think I booked the well before even talking to you. I already booked the uh, the car rental through Expedia.com, and then you were. Oh, like, you oh, did I, use Expedia. I, I did. I did. Yes. And then, but okay. you hit, but then you were like, oh, I can get it cheaper if I go through this app. And I think you did get it cheaper, but it was only a couple bucks cheaper. Okay. And we're like, okay, let's not lose the reservation because this was, this was like literally like only like half hour, 45 minutes before we even go, went and got the car rental or I don't, I don't even know if, or maybe it was the night before. I'm not sure, but we were like, okay, maybe it's not worth it just to cancel and then and then switch over. So, but I know you did get it cheaper through the app, but continue, but yeah, please so, do tell. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I didn't know that you used Expedia, but, but the point is, is for example, Orlando international airport, if listeners, if you've been to Orlando international airport before, you know that they've got like all those car places lined up. There's like 20 of them. Right. And then some people just get off the plane and then just walk right up to one of those counters and say, hey, do you have a car rental? Never do that. Never do that. Even, I mean, you know, because they're going to charge you like three times as much as what it oh, actually easily. costs. Oh, definitely. Easily. So you can actually, what I do is I just land, and when I'm waiting to get off the plane, I book the vehicle right then. Because when you really? book it then, yeah, you, I do it right then and there, every single time. Because they oh, always see, have, I do this months before, or weeks before. Yeah, and I don't know if if you end up getting a cheaper deal that way. I think you do. And that's, that, mm-hmm. I guess, is my point, is that every time that I do that, I always get, like, way cheaper rates than, than, if, you just, than it, if you just go up to the thing. But you can do it right then and there. You don't need to, like, do it way ahead of time. Um, and I don't know. Uh, it's just one of those things where 
um, I've gone up to the counter before and like the guy and you know I because I sure I can walk right up and you go right up to the counter and they say yeah we have cars but it's like sixty dollars a day or whatever I'm like okay see you later and I literally have done this before and I go right on my Expedia app I see who's available and actually the other here's the other point of this tip here's the real the real reason to wait because. Even if you if you book with Hertz, for example, sometimes you still have to wait through that line of a hundred people to like mm-hmm. go and get your car, even if you're booked. So what I do is I look at Expedia, see what the lowest rates are, and then look and see who has the lowest line. I book it and then go right through that line. And technically, like sometimes the reservation is like you know like you can't make the reservation for immediately, but you have to wait like forty five minutes. But mm-hmm. even if you do make that reservation for forty five minutes in the future and then go through the line and you're early, every single time they still give me the car, they still give me the same rate that I booked it for. Um, so that's just my my tip. Book it then. That's my tip. That's it. That's all. Interesting that's what I got. Tip. Um, I'm a little bit more OCD than that. I need to have my stuff. Uh, booked I know. a little bit I know. more in advance because I'm just I'm just scared. A lot of people what if are I like that. what <laughs> if I don't get a car? What if like all of the economy cars are sold out? Because I mean we're there for business. We don't need a Mustang convertible. Uh, we don't need a, tr- a Tahoe or anything. Well, they do have those Ferraris um, that you can rent too. You know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, if they want to give me one for the price of a Kia uh, Sonata or a Hyundai Sonata, that that'd be fine. Uh, yeah. But you know, I would just be scared that, especially in some of these smaller cities, Orlando, you probably get away with it. Um, but we're, I'm going to Anchorage, Alaska, and really, how many cars are they going to have available for me? Uh, so that's why I'm kind of yeah. planning ahead. I think maybe bit. that depends on the airport. I'll, I'll, that, too, know, I'll, that too. I'll backpedal yeah. a little bit. Depends on the airport if you know they have mm-hmm. a lot there. But you know, somewhere um, like um, I don't know, just throwing it out there, maybe like uh, like North Carolina or I don't, I don't know, one of those smaller markets. I'd, I'd, I would just be concerned that um, if they don't have any of those smaller cars available, then I'm really, really going to have to pay for a lot. And if I already quoted them like a, like a normal price range of a, of a rental car, the, the client, I can't really say, Oh, I got, I got screwed out of a cheaper vehicle and, and therefore you're going to have to pay double because I got to pay double. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd just be kind of scared of that too. So, yeah. um, and- but you know, what? and, and my clients in Alaska, they actually offered, um, to, to save themselves some money, they kind of offered to um, loan me their car, their personal car for the week, wow. uh, which which is which is different. Um, I've never had that happen before, and I kind of talked to my wife about. It. I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I I'm not really comfortable with that. Um, so yeah, we kind of met we we kind of met them halfway. You know, we'll we'll take it because uh, you know we're we're, we're we're making you know enough amount as to where we can give leeway a little bit, help our clients out a little bit. Uh, so we kind of met them halfway because we, we don't know what they're driving. You know, I don't know if it's a pickup truck or because we, we do need trunk space uh, to keep our equipment in from from wandering eyes who are in the parking lots. Um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting of of what just happened with us about that. So yep. Um, um, 
guys, I, listeners, I think that's going to have to wrap things up for this week uh, just because I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, that's sorry. Okay. I went on a little bit, a little bit no, long about no, the, no, no, the no, whole that's, rental No, that's thing, okay. So. And, I'm, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have mentioned before we had the episode uh, what was going on there. But, um, cool, but I, we're busy. But I, didn't, we're busy. I didn't know we were going to have so much to talk about. We didn't even like hit any of our topics. That's that, that's, that's what three <laughs> weeks does. So, so listeners, yeah. we'll be back in three weeks to keep it even. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, we'll, we'll try for two weeks. We'll try for two weeks. All right. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. And uh, uh, Neil, where can people find you? Uh, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Just Google those uh, letters all together. So uh, Neil Urban, uh, anywhere. Com. I don't know. And you can find me at Andy Buscemi at anywhere.com. Uh, Andy Y B U S C E M I. Thanks so much for listening in, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Right, bye. Good night.